Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon Light. I'm going to be your host. Welcome to the show. Now, in this show, we talk about all things fitness and health related so that you can craft a high performance body and mind for continued success and results. This content is totally free, so if you did get value out of it, please go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate that so much. Now let's dive right into the show. Today I'm going to address a topic that a lot of people um, bring up to me <laughs> and ask me about, but also I just know a lot of people struggle with. Um, I personally have struggled with this. I probably say that a lot because a lot of times, guys, I bring up topics that you guys are dealing with and struggling with, and I can resonate with almost all of it. Okay. So if you don't know my story, I'm not going to get into it too much here, but I will tell you this at one point in time, I had to go through my own transformation. I had to go through a significant loss, a weight loss event, if you will. And it was about 85 pounds and it took about a, a little over a year and it took a lot of dedication. And by the way, that was on the back end of year after year, after year, after year of failing and putting on weight and gaining weight and then losing weight and then gaining weight and then losing weight over and over and over and over again. I was struggling with the nutrition side. I was struggling with how to work out the right way. I was struggling with mindset stuff. Um, I was struggling with goal setting. I was struggling with accountability. I was struggling with all of it. You know, do I do cardio? Do I do weightlifting? You know, all those things. Right. Uh, but the biggest thing was, uh, which is what we're going to talk about today is the back and forth, the back and forth. And it sucks. And it's like, you have this experience where you lose weight and you feel really, really good mentally. You feel really, really good physically. And then something happens. We'll talk about this in a minute. Um, some of the reasons why this happens, but something happens and you end up putting on a little bit of weight. And then that little bit turns into a lot. And maybe you get back to the weight you started at. Maybe you even put on more, right? Or maybe you don't put on quite as much. Either way, you put on weight. And not only do you feel worse physically, because now you are heavier again and you're carrying around more weight again and you're, you're, um, you're, you're getting more winded and more tired more easily again, but also emotionally, right? The emotional roller coaster goes along with the weight loss and weight gain roller coaster. And that is probably the worst part, right? Because you feel really, really good and then you feel really, really terrible. <laughs> and then you feel really good and then really terrible. And it really it doesn't really have anything to do with body image. It doesn't have anything to really do with that. All right. On the surface level, it kind of seems that way. It kind of seems like, oh, if I don't look this good, if I don't look as good as I want to look, uh, that should be okay. And I should be okay with that. You know, like I should have still have a positive mental image about myself and a positive body image and associate positive feelings with that. But it's not about that. Okay. It's not about that, which is why I don't, I'm not, I'm not quick to stand behind 
the, the body image and body positivity movement because there's a lot of health things going on there that I don't fully support. But <clears throat> aside from that, the reason that the emotional roller coaster goes along with the weight loss roller coaster has nothing to do with that anyway. Okay. It has to do with you being able to be consistent and show up for yourself over and over and over again, and then continue to push forward and continue to, to keep momentum and continue to make progress. And when you don't do that, when you fall short of that, when you fail to do that, even if you recognize this or not, if you fail to do that, you're, subconsciously you will recognize that. And when you subconsciously recognize that, then you start to let yourself down. And you don't even re necessarily realize that it's happening. Okay? So think about anything else that you set out to do and then fall and forget about weight loss for a second. Think about anything else that you set out to do. Okay. Maybe you set out to get a certain degree from a certain college and you ended up quitting, not because it was too hard or not because you weren't, you weren't into it or not because you didn't, you couldn't see yourself in a career in that field, but because you just, you were, you were, you basically didn't show up. Like you weren't, you didn't bring yourself to push as hard as you needed to do to get through it. Right. Or let's just say you were passionate about learning a new an instrument or learning a new skill or something, and you didn't follow through enough to make it a reality, how that felt, right? At first, it's kind of like a relief because you can quit and all the pressure's off and all that stuff. But then after the fact, a little bit of regret because you didn't see it through, because you didn't follow through, right? You didn't see it to completion. You weren't consistently showing up. You didn't give it your all. You didn't reach your potential. And that's really what it is, okay? The only problem with this is that this is, we're talking about fitness and health at this point. So we're talking about taking care of the one thing that only you can control and the one thing that you only really get one of. And if you neglect it, it can potentially affect your lifespan. It can potentially affect how you live out the rest of your life. It can potentially affect relationships you have. It can potentially affect so many things, right? So subconsciously, when you don't show up and consistently push and do the things you need to do, which we're going to get into in a sec, when you don't do the things you need to do to maintain that and keep continuing to push it forward, you basically let yourself down. And so like at a subconscious level, and as a result, you, you recognize that and you start to realize that, wow, I couldn't even do this for myself. All right. And when I recognize this about myself, then everything was off the table at that point. It was like, okay, let's go. I'm about to get married. At this point in time, I was about to get married and I knew I was going to have kids someday with this woman. And I knew I was going to want to live a full, healthy life with them. And because I wanted those things, I realized, wow, okay, I can never show up the way I want to as a father ever or as a husband ever or even as a future grandfather, if my son decides to go off and have kids someday, I will never be able to show up in those roles the way I want to if I cannot show up for myself. I knew that. I knew it. I felt it like it was just an overwhelming feeling of this is, this is true. <laughs> this is the truth. There is no other way. Okay. So that's kind of what goes on and it really sucks. Um, so let's talk about what happens when you kind of go through this process when you're struggling to lose weight and then you finally lose some and then you put it back on and then you lose a little bit more and you put it back on. Um, a couple things. One, 
strategy is probably okay, but it's probably not great. Okay. That's probably, that's a big part of it. Now I talk a lot about mindset. I talk a lot about those things, which are probably more important. Okay. But the strategy has to be right too. When I talk about strategy, I'm talking about the nutrition side and I'm talking about the training side, the workouts, the exercises, the actual tactical things you're doing on a daily basis to make these results happen. Okay. If you were able to get results and then you lost the results, chances are your strategy was okay, but it could be better. Okay. So how do you know what the right strategy is? Well, it's going to be different for everybody. It's going to be different for literally every single person. If you are trying to lose a significant amount of body fat and you are, you know, X, Y, Z years old and you have access to this equipment and you have this level of experience, then your training strategy is going to be this. Okay. If you're 10 years younger than that and you have access to completely different equipment and you hate doing this type of workout and your goal is to put on this kind of muscle, then your training strategy is this, right? They're very different and every single person is different. What I've found over the last like 10 years is that every single person's training strategy, the one that actually gets them the results is different, which is why I don't believe in one size fits all training programs. You can go download a, a one size fits all training program and you'll get some results. Like you can go to YouTube right now, literally and type in workout for building big arms or something, right? And you could follow that to a T. You might get some results, you probably won't, okay? But you'll get something, right? You'll get, you'll get some feedback. Your body will give you some feedback, but you probably won't get what you want. So again, how do you know what your strategy is? Well, it has to be basically designed like for you based around your body, your likes, your dislikes, your goal, your age, your level of experience, and whether you've had previous injuries, like there's a bunch of factors, right? I mean, hopefully that makes sense. And then also when it comes to that, people start going down the rabbit hole of do I do more cardio or do I do more weightlifting or do I do resistance band stuff or do I do calisthenics or do I do a lot of yoga so I can get flexible? Do I do, um, you know, military style stuff, high intensity training, low intensity training, boot camps, like all this stuff. And then it starts to spiral out of control. And, uh, and at, at some point it just, it becomes so confusing that people get overwhelmed and they kind of like lose track of the whole point of why they're doing this to begin with. So, it, it comes down to having the right strategy. Okay. So if you've been able to get some results, great. You were able to do some things, but there was probably some holes in it. Okay. Um, the second thing, if you are putting on a lot of weight and then losing a lot of weight and then putting on weight and losing weight and doing that yo-yo thing again, chances are some element of willpower was required to do this. Okay. Now this is a big problem. Um, <laughs> we only have so much willpower to push ourselves through something, right? I'm sure everyone can agree with that. Um, when you're, when you're, when you're trying to rely on willpower to push yourself through a workout or when you're trying to rely on willpower to push yourself through a, a diet, right? There's a, there's a, there's a ceiling to that. There's a limit and you can only do that for so long before that whole thing comes crumbling down. Now, why is that? It's exactly the, the reasons you're probably thinking because you're forcing yourself to do something that absolutely sucks. Okay. So this is why strategy is so important. Okay. Because if you're using willpower, that tells me right off the bat that your strategy is bad. Okay. The strategy has holes. The strategy has flaws because willpower implies that it's miserable for you to go through this process. It's miserable to eat whatever you're eating. It's miserable to not eat or starve yourself through this process. It's miserable to not drink stuff, to not drink things that you kind of like and 
to, um, to forego all these things and cut carbs and all this other shit. If you have to force yourself to do these things because it's so miserable, you can only keep that up for so long, guys, no matter how much accountability you have, no matter what trainer is standing over your shoulder yelling at you, no matter what reward is at the end of the, the, the thing that you're going through, the, 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 the three-month or six-month or 12-month program that you're in, you can only do that for so long before you absolutely burn out. And I talk about, a lot about uh, something called mental satiety, right? Which is a phrase that I don't know if it existed before, but I just started saying it. And what that is, is like, it's, sa- it's basically being satiated at a mental level. It's being satisfied at a mental level. Okay. So you have, you have the ability to be, to be satisfied with what's going in your body and what little vices you may have in your life that you can kind of still continue to use while still maintaining to make momentum to, to keep that, that, that train moving forward. So some examples of that would be like, okay, you can cut sugar completely out of your diet. 100%, not a gram of sugar goes in your body and that's great. Okay. So you won't have any sugar in your body to convert into fat to potentially affect your carbohydrate count. Great. You'll, you'll lose, you'll lose a little bit of weight. Sure. Right. Will it, will that be the secret weapon that gets you the result? Uh, I can tell you that the answer is no, (laughs) but what I can also tell you is that if you are accustomed to having a little bit of sugar, even in the form of a banana or, um, you like to put one sugar in your coffee or you like to have a halo top ice cream, by the way, I'm a big fan of halo top ice cream. If you like to have a halo top ice cream, okay. Or something like that, by the way, some of my most successful clients ever relied on what I'm about to talk about. Um, and I'm talking like 40 plus 50 plus pounds in six months, kind of weight loss. It's pretty big stuff. Um, anyways, if you are the type of person that needs that kind of thing, right? You want to have a Snickers mini every single night. And there's just like no other way to operate without doing that. And you try taking that away, like just cold Turkey, taking it away. You can willpower your way through that for a while. You cannot willpower your way through that forever. You can't do it. Not forever, not happily, right? You'll, 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 this whole mental satiety thing I'm talking about, you'll burn out there and you will (laughs) completely go off the rails and turn in to a complete jerk. All right. And then you'll start really self-sabotaging yourself. You'll start sabotaging your own progress. And then you'll end up snapping out of that whole routine and you'll end up putting on more weight. Okay. That's one of the reasons it happens. If you're using willpower, it's basically destined to fail, right? You're setting yourself up for failure because willpower implies that you're miserable. And if you're miserable, you will have a breaking point. Okay. I've experienced this over and over and over and over again from about 2003 to 2008, I did this like two or three times a year. Okay. I'd get on the train. I'd willpower my way through some program that wasn't right to begin with. And because it wasn't right, I would have to rely on willpower. And I would do this day in and day out for a while, a couple months, I'd lose 10 or 15 pounds. Great. And then I would completely flip out one day when I had a bad day. And, uh, all I wanted to do was kind of like eat at least a little bit of what I wanted and instead I had to eat this like bullshit meal that was on my meal plan that sucked <laughs> and it cost me to just complete, completely miserable and, uh, and cheat on my diet. And then that one time just led to weeks and weeks and weeks of it. And then before you know it, you put all your weight back on, right? Um, it's a very common tale. Unfortunately, a lot of people have experienced it and this is one of the reasons why. Okay. Um, so willpower sucks. 
Another thing, guys, this is like kind of item number three is mindset. Okay, your mindset probably wasn't in the right place to begin with. So when I talk about mindset, which I do all the time, all the time, uh, there's a few a few pieces to what makes up what I consider like the mindset spectrum, if you will. All right. One of them is visualization and attaching yourself to that. Okay. So when you're going through this process, if you need to lose 30, 40, 50, 60, even a hundred pounds or more, actually, it really doesn't matter what the number is. If that's something you need to do, then you need to, in order to be honestly, guys, in order to be successful with that and hold on to it, you need to attach yourself to that. Like mentally, you need to visualize that. You need to see yourself. So Allison's online right now. Jessica's online. Jesse's online. You guys, you need to attach yourself to that. If you're going through this process, you need to attach yourself to what, what do I look like when I look in the mirror, 40 pounds lighter? What do I look like? Right? Just think for a second. What do I look like physically? What is my, what do my shoulders look like? What do my arms look like? What does my chest look like? What does my abdomen look like? Do I see my abs? What do my legs look like? What does my back look like? What my face, you know, if I've reduced fat here or something and really start to visualize that. You have to be able to do that if you want this to work. It doesn't take a special skill set to do this. You really just have to think about it for a second. And I'm talking like 30 seconds a day of this while you're driving to work or on the train, going to your to class or whatever, whatever, whatever you're doing. Just think in your mind for a second. You can do this with your eyes open, by the way. It doesn't have to be a big event, but visualize yourself in that state, okay? And do that. And the next part, when I talk about mindset here, this is, this is important. It's related. It's relevant. The next part, though, I would say is, is probably a little bit even more important, okay? And that is like, it's basically a sub form of an affirmation around this thing. Okay. Now, now hang with me because I'm telling you right now, this is, this is like, this is powerful stuff and it costs you nothing. And it creates a level of accountability that you can't really get anywhere else. And that is taking that image of yourself in that state, having achieved whatever it is you want to achieve. Okay. Take yourself, put yourself there for a moment in your mind and then thank yourself for achieving it as if it's already happened. Okay. Thank yourself up and show some appreciation and some gratitude for yourself in your, in your mind as if you've already achieved it. Okay. So for me, it would be like, you know, back when I was overweight, I'd be like, I would, I would literally like say the words out loud. And by the way, this feels really goofy the first couple of times you do it, right? You feel really dumb. You feel stupid and you feel so awkward and embarrassed almost that like you don't want to do it but I'm telling you right now, it, it's incredibly powerful and it only takes a second, right? But you would say something like, I am so thankful. I am so appreciative that I am now 175 pounds. Okay. Like that was, that was the type of thing that I was originally doing at the time I was 240, 240, 245 pounds bouncing around in there. And I wanted to be down like 180, 175, somewhere in there. So I would, you know, I would, I would affix a number to that. And I would say, I want, I, I'm so thankful. I'm so appreciative. I'm so grateful that I'm now 175 pounds just like that. And you say that a couple of times, it sounds goofy at first. And what happens is it actually ends up putting, it ended up putting a smile on my face <laughs> a lot. Um, I did this a little bit in the beginning, then I stopped for a long time. Then I started doing it again. Then I stopped for a long time. Then I started doing it again. And I noticed that every time I started doing this, it created momentum. 
it created progress. Like it almost was like I started doing this and then within a month I made crazy progress. I started doing this again and within a month I started making crazy progress. And then when I would make progress, I would get complacent and I would say, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. I already did it. And then I would like stall or go backwards and then I would start doing it again and then I would make crazy progress again. Okay, it's not bullshit. I'm telling you the truth. Um, this is very actionable. You can begin doing this immediately. And it's like this, it's like a secret weapon. It's like one of the few things that I would encourage every single person to do and never stop, <laughs> never stop. It's like 30 seconds. You can do it when you're driving. You can do it when you're in the shower. You can do it while you're brushing your teeth. Kind of, you can, uh, you know, any time of the day. Anyways, it's incredibly important. So again, you know, just to recap, like at this point, if you're yo-yoing back and forth, you're dropping weight, you're putting on weight, you're dropping weight, you're putting on weight and it sucks and you're going through the emotional repercussions of that, again, your strategy probably has some holes in it, right? First and foremost, um, your willpowering through that is a sign that the whole thing is broken. The nutrition side's broken, the training side is broken, and that you don't have a good complete system to follow. And you're just kind of, you're just kind of like brute forcing your way through it without having a good systematic approach, okay? Um, and then third is mindset. Your mindset's not in a great place. You're not able to connect to that vision of that thing that you actually want. And if you can't even visualize what that thing is that you want, which that, that tells me that your goal doesn't really exist. And you're doing what a lot of people do, which is I just want to lose weight and build muscle. I just want to lose weight and build muscle. When I ask a lot of people in the beginning, what's your goal? They'll say, I want to lose weight and I want to build muscle. Or I want to lose weight and I want to look good. Or I want to lose weight and I want to be lean. That's not enough. That's not enough. And it doesn't take much, but you do need to dig a little bit and get to that very specific goal that you actually want. That very specific goal. And if you can tap into that, like we were just talking about, and visualize what that is and visualize what it feels like and visualize how your emotional response is when you look in the mirror and you see yourself that way. Or when you get up in the morning and you go downstairs and you're making your, your kids breakfast or something. And just the way that doing all that stuff feels when you're in your brand new body and you have a completely different level of energy and you're carrying around 50, extra, 50 fewer pounds of body fat. What does it feel like going through those daily things that you do every single day anyway with a completely different body and a completely different level of energy and a completely different body composition and body makeup? What does that feel like? Right? That's where the mindset power is, connecting to that and like tapping into it and holding on to that. Because if you tap into that for real and you really connect to it, that is so powerful, it anchors you in such a powerful way that it makes it almost impossible to not to like get momentum and to not take action. And then the last thing guys is accountability. Okay. Accountability. Uh, when I talk about accountability, I've talked about this a few times in the past. A lot of people when they begin, and if you're new to the group, this will, this might be new to you, but a lot of people when they begin working out, okay, when they begin going through this process and they, and they start to lose a little bit of weight, they may use someone as an accountability partner that's already in their life. Okay. They may use their wife or their husband or their boyfriend, girlfriend, or their best friend or their workout buddy or guy from work or whatever. And that is great at first. It's a, it's, it sounds like a good idea. It seems like it's a strong plan. This person's trying to lose weight also. So we'll use each other as accountability partners. 
and it won't cost me anything. I don't have to pay or whatever. Uh, here's the problem. Literally every single person in your life falls in one of two categories. One is they either like you too much. They love you too much. They want what's best for you. They don't want you to like feel pain. They don't want you to feel discomfort, anything like that. That's usually like your spouse, your best friend, your workout partner, uh, your coworker, your neighbor. Those are the people that like you too much. Okay. They like you too much. So when you come home after a bad day or, <laughs> uh, you start seagulling, um, off of your, your, your son or daughter's plate, right. And you're just like, for some reason, like mindlessly eating or skipping workouts or whatever, that accountability partner, that person that's close to you, that person that likes you that much, that loves you that much, they're not going to challenge you. Not really. Like they may ask you, what are you doing? And you, you're going to say, oh, I'm, I'm skipping the gym today. And they're going to say, okay, cool. You earned it. You deserve it. You worked out yesterday. So go for it. Like, you know, or, or something like that. Something along those lines. Um, I once, I once heard a story of someone, a woman who, um, she was married and she would say to her, she said to her husband, I, they would buy Oreos. Oreos was like a thing in that household. And, uh, and she would say, okay, husband, <laughs> um, I am going to probably come home someday this week and I'm going to want to eat these Oreos and I'm going to need you to tell me not to eat them. Right. That was the scenario that was being created. How do you think that went down, right? <laughs> Whether it's the wife or the husband, it doesn't matter. Best friend, when someone comes at you like that and tells you that this is going to happen and this is how I want you to react, and by the way, when you tell me that, I'm going to get really nasty with you and I'm probably going to give you a bunch of shit and we're probably going to argue about it, then what do you think that person's going to do when that scenario actually happens? Nothing. That person's going to do Nothing. Because that person knows that all this person, this special person in my life wants right now is to feel happy even for a moment and I'm going to let them enjoy that. I'm going to let them experience that by eating these Oreos or skipping the gym or skipping their meal that they're supposed to be eating or whatever it is, right? In order for them to have momentary happiness at the expense of long-term goal achievement and happiness, right? That's a, it's a, it's a, issue that we all deal with. So my point is you can't really use someone in your life like that as your accountability partner. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. What a real accountability partner does is they challenge you lovingly, right? They challenge you lovingly and they challenge you in a way where it's aggressive enough, but gentle enough and motivating enough for you to actually take action. And that's like, that's what a good accountability partner does. But someone who's in your life that loves you like that isn't going to do that. Now, I did say that people in your life usually fall in one of two categories. One is at that category. They love you too much. They like you too much. They respect you too much. Um, respect isn't even really a factor, but they like you too much and they want you to be momentarily happy or happy at all times. Okay, the other category is people that honestly just don't care enough about you. It doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It doesn't mean they don't respect you. They just don't really care like they've got their own stuff going on they don't care enough really like you're not you're not as big of a deal in their life as maybe you think that you are and so they don't they don't have the energy or the interest or the desire to go out of their way to challenge you on the days when you need it does that make sense it's 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 not out of a place of disrespect either it's important that you recognize that 
It's just that when you go to your, your neighbor or a coworker and you say, Hey, you know, you lift weights, I lift weights. I want to, I want you to be my accountability partner. Maybe that person doesn't care about you enough <laughs> to want to do that. Even if they say yes, do you think they want to, when you come in on a bad day or even just a day that you're just not feeling it and you want to, and you bring in like pizza for lunch or something at work. Okay. It's pretend it's your coworker or you bring in donuts and you're eating donuts and you're eating pizza and you have told them that they're going to be your accountability partner and you have told them, this is my goal. I want to lose 50 pounds, but you're doing all this stuff. Do you think that person's really going to stand there and challenge you when you're doing that? Even from a place of like love and empathy, or do you think that person's going to say, well, that's a lot of work. I don't want to really open up this bottle of worms, this can of worms right now and have this conversation, this awkward conversation with this person when they're over there eating donuts, even though I know they're trying to lose weight. Is this really something I want to get involved in? And the answer is no. The answer is no, because it is a lot of work, right? Knowing when to push and pull someone the right way and challenge them lovingly from a place of support, knowing their end game, that takes a little bit of work. That is not something that is effortless. That is not something that everyone can do. That is not something that everyone wants to do. Okay. So if you don't have that accountability, that's very likely, very, like almost guaranteed a contributing factor as to why you spring back and forth between weight loss and weight gain. Okay. So I'm going to recap these things just one more time. Uh, the first is strategy, All right? Your strategy probably has holes in it, which is why you weren't able to get as much progress as you wanted. And because it had holes in it, means that wasn't ideal. And because it wasn't ideal, this leads me to my second, the second piece here is that you had to willpower your way through it. Okay. You had to willpower your way through it, even a little bit. And if you have to willpower your way through it, the system is broken and it's never going to work. Okay. The system is broken and it's never going to work. Um, I do want to touch on that just a little bit more because people will say, well, even if you had the right strategy and even if you have the right mindset and all that stuff, there's going to be days where you don't want to do it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. Um, but here's the thing. When you're working on your body, when you're improving your health and when you start to feel the effects of that and you start to feel the positive energy that you're getting from it and the, uh, the overall like active physical energy that you're getting from that and the confidence that comes from that. And you start to really see your body take shape it doing that, going through that process, that process is almost designed. If you're doing it the right way, it's almost designed to continue as a feedback loop to keep fueling you. Okay. You don't go through that process and then all of a sudden hate it, right? When you're, if you have to willpower your way through it, right, then the mental side breaks down first. And when that breaks down, all bets are off. But if you're going through the process the right way and you're eating the foods that you still like to eat and you're doing it the right way and you're training your body and you're doing that the right way, that's, that's like always making you make progress in a good, healthy, organic rate, you feel too good to quit, like physically and emotionally. There, there is a real emotional and physical response to developing your body and feeling health and, and making healthy strides. Okay. There is a massive benefit at an emotional level and a physical level that almost keeps you from failing if you're doing it the right way. So willpower becomes a, a non-factor basically. Okay. Um, and that's true. That is the truth. So that's why people can go on. They're not special. I'm not special. Um, 
people, everyone I've coached or who's gone on and maintained things over time, they're not special. Um, professional athletes, even in the bodybuilding world or fitness people, forget about athletes, just people who have lost massive amounts of weight and then gotten themselves fit and kept it off. They're not special. There's nothing special about them. It's that they, they did everything up front. They got the strategy right. They got their mind right. They put the right accountability in place. And then they worked on the things that they had over and over and over again. And that the, the willpower wasn't necessary because the strategy was right and the mindset was right and the accountability was right. And they started get, making progress and they've started seeing and feeling what happens when you make that progress. And then that turns into the, this huge push of momentum that just nudges you forward every single day without you really having to willpower through anything. And that's the truth. So the, the third thing is the mindset, okay? Having your mind right, having that visualization of what it is you want and being able to connect to that. That's the mindset piece. And then feeling what that feels like and knowing what that feels like and then expressing some gratitude inside for what that result is like because that's what you're earning. And then the last thing is accountability, right? Having that true accountability in place. Not your wife, not your husband, not your best friend, but a true accountability partner that, again, will push and pull when you need it the right way, lovingly, and challenge you from a place of love and support, knowing your end game goal. Okay. Um, so if that made sense, guys, please let me know. Leave a comment below or send me a message if that made sense, if that resonated with you. And if you need support with some of these things, right? If you need support with any of this stuff, the strategy side, okay, the mindset piece, how do you actually build this out? How do you build out accountability? How do you create that? What does that even look like? Then I invite you to jump on a call with me and let's talk about it. Okay. And you can do that by going over to my website at gordonalight.com forward slash apply. And we'll talk about all this stuff. What's working, what's not working, what's worked in the past, what hasn't worked in the past, what your goal actually is. And then we'll start to put some of these things together, right? The right strategy, the right mindset work and the right accountability to get you from where you're at now to where it is you want to go. So again, if you want to do that, guys, head over to gordonalight.com forward slash apply. And if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, please, if you got value out of this, go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. I'd appreciate it. And uh, if you're listening to this on Facebook, then uh, leave a comment below. Let me know what resonated with you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Thank you all so much. And I will talk to you in the next one. Take care.